If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to the fourth opening episode of our current season on Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and joining me as ever is the somebody that I never hope to not know, Sarah D. Bunting. <laughs> Did you am like I that somebody you reference? can use? Hello. That's right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Please read the um, letter. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we are in the last segment of our round of 64 in our record of the year showdown in which we are determining the all-time greatest winner for the Grammy for record of the year. In our fourth and final bracket, we will be discussing songs from 2007 all the way till 2022, which at the time of this recording is the most recent Grammy ceremony. So that mm-hmm. means we're going to be taking it all the way up to the present day, 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 day. And uh, Sarah, what if people want to get involved with the process of this season? Um, if people want to get involved, I don't blame you because this is fun as hell. And um, it's even more fun because you, the listeners, are helping us out with uh, voting on who moves on. Um, you can do that. You can get extra content going back six years. And... You have access to our Discord, where we talk about all sorts of things from past seasons to current music. That's all at patreon.com slash mastass. At the Madonna level or higher, that lets you vote. But any level, you're welcome to come to the Discord. You get the episodes early and ad-free. And we just have a good time. It's really a fun community it's the best part of doing this podcast is you guys frankly um and also occasionally when i bust out singing volare who doesn't love that (laughs) everyone hates it sorry um so yeah patreon.com slash masters we hope that we will see you over there and uh that you can get in on the grammaticratic process (laughs) with us now sarah do you have any overall thoughts about this fourth and final bracket Um, this one was like a, this one was a weird one. Like I, I felt like the Grammys maybe lurched closer to (laughs) relevance, but I also, 
I don't know. Like, there are a lot of songs in here that we've already talked about on the podcast. If you go back in the archives, there are there are some uh, repeat, um, not offenders, but um, repeat customers. But uh, yeah, this was this was difficult to rank. I felt like there were a few that were clearly not my jam and I didn't want to deal with them. But then in the, in that sort of baggy middle, are these moving on or not? It, it got tough. Did you have that experience this time or not really? I sure did. And even for me, but I will say that for me, the songs that I didn't like in this bracket, I can at least say are interesting. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> like there's nothing that's just flat out embarrassing like <laughs> here we go again or the you know theme from taste of honey or whatever the fuck so it did seem like you said that there was a, a, a halting step into the now which was yes. quite gratifying yeah but it at by that same token it did make things a little more difficult so in our last episode i think it was fairly easy mathematically to determine what was moving forward but if you recall episode two, we had a whole, we had five cheeses trying to stand alone for that, for that last spot. So are we going to run into this again this time? I guess we'll see. I really am afraid that everything is going to get a four and we're going to have to make them vote on <laughs> So let's get into it. Okay. So years and years ago at this point on this very podcast, we did talk about not ready to make nice by the chicks who were known at the time of this award ceremony as the Dixie Chicks. Uh, but I am pulling a, I pulled a clip from the song again because it's nice to start the episode with a clip, but also just because, Sarah, I love this song. It is, um, a, as listeners might recall, to me, one of the greatest songs of the entire 21st century thus far because it is an actual political act. This is a song that was written in response to the fact that the chicks were canceled because they criticized very mildly George W. Bush. They were legitimately canceled in a way that almost no other artist ever has been. They were yanked off the radio. There were demonstrations where people were burning and destroying their records. Their concert dates had to be postponed. Like It was really bad, and they still have never attained the level of exposure that they had at the time because country music won't have them back. However, sometimes the greatest reward is making excellent art, and their album Taking the Long Way, which features the song Not Ready to Make Nice, is an excellent album. It won Album of the Year. This song won Record and Song of the Year. It reached number four on the Hot 100 shortly after its win at the Grammys, and I just think it is sensational. And it's not just the political energy that makes the song great. It is also just the song itself, the structure of the song, the cleverness of the lyrics, the intensity of the harmonies, the beauty of the of the fiddle playing. The whole thing for me is just a perfect little nugget. Um, that being said, it's not my number one song on this bracket. So it tells you how much I like the number one song on my bracket. But uh, I love it. So here's a clip from Not Ready to Make Nice. Sarah, I appreciate that not everyone loves the same things. And so I'm if you are like, you know what? Not really for me. I'm totally fine. I can't even actually remember what you thought about this song at the time. 
But for me, this is like the sweet center of the music that I love the most. It is absolutely without question going forward for me. It's number two on the bracket for me overall. Two points. Um, It is not moving forward for me. And in fact, it was 14th. But that like that Whoa. implies that I dislike it. And I don't. This was just one of those brackets. Like I said, up top, there were like 14 that were fine. And then even the last two, like, I don't think I dislike anything in this in this bracket. Actually, I just wasn't connecting with certain. Things. Yes, I agree. And I'm pretty sure that's where I was at when we talked about this song initially. Um, I will say that uh, this vocal may be underrated compared to everything else that's going on around this song. Um, but this vocal is very, um, sometimes the chicks can feel a little bit machined and assembled to me. And this vocal is very um, present. It's very, right there on the surface, which I like that about it. Um, and this song I think has become iconic and deservedly. So I just don't, uh, like I'm not connecting with it the way you do. I respect it, and that's that. Um, I'm also not sure uh, that this quote should have won in this year. But a after all the bullshit that they had to put up with, you know what? Fine, <laughs> T- take it, melt it down, turn it into gold ingots, and move to Portugal. I think you should. You earned it. And B, it beat You're Beautiful by James Blunt. And that's sometimes the universe is like, this is what we've got for you. Take it. And I'm taking it. <laughs> and that's beautiful to me. It yeah, is. this this year's nominees also included, along with Mr. Blunt, uh, Put Your Records On by Corinne Bailey Ray, a soporific song in the Nora Jones mold. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Be Without You by Mary J. Blige, not my favorite of her songs, but still good. And the other song that I think would have been an acceptable winner here is Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Uh, that song is dope as shit as well. So True. And I am happy to report that the listeners also put this song in their top eight. So that is four points total for Not Ready to Make Nice. I just, I really feel like it's going to be some variation of this. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay. I feel that way too, but I, I don't know. I feel a lot of ways about discussing our next song, mm. Sarah, which is Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you can't untangle art and artist in this case. Um, you really can't. But what I always forget, first of all, I forget how she was everywhere. Like this was absolutely somebody who was fried by her own white hotness i think Mm -hmm. um among other things like i think this was just a troubled soul um and i also always forget how thoroughly she inhabited this brand and role and like 21st century british soul sound um and it just uh, i just feel like some people aren't meant to be here very long because they can't take it. They just have no emotional skin. And I think she was like that. Um, But here's the other thing with this particular song. Like, why do they, why do they do this to me? Why do they pick like the third best? Why do they pick like the third example? And 
was this some sort of snotty like yeah she because she needs rehab get it like we all see her fuck off like what are you what what are you doing what why not just give umbrella the award if you're gonna be dicks about it like yeah we don't have a clip of rehab um and i don't think we need one it is like exemplary of amy winehouse's sound but i think it's not like i don't think it's especially strong for her um but yeah this was sort of a weird like i'm surprised that this won i'm not sure it should have i would have gone with umbrella probably or um irreplaceable um, yes, by the, Rihanna and Beyonce, respectively. Both right. excellent songs. Yeah. Um, we also had Foo Fighters, The Pretender, and What Goes Around Comes Around from JT. Um, like, just a weird, sort of a weird slate of a lot of, like, B-plus, weak A-minus things happening that yep. I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. Um, I was happy to return to, like, this time and be reminded that this was absolutely a a sustained moment in the culture and then i was okay departing it again um amy winehouse probably doesn't get enough credit for for being an artist with that said this didn't quite make it into my top eight it's it's not moving on there were some things that i liked better and thought were better choices but um, you know, every now and then it is salutary, I think, to return to the Winehouse era and just remember how we lived and that she didn't get to. Well, I um did put this in my top eight, mm. but I've I went back and forth on this one a lot. Uh <clears throat> I do think that this song is really good, and it did reach number nine on the Hot 100, so it's her only top ten hit. She also won Best New Artist this year and it really was a good choice because she had so much promise that was unfortunately undone by the excesses of her life, including the alcoholism that she so brazenly sings about here. And the fact that she says in this song that her dad says she's fine. And now we know that her dad was one of her worst enablers. Mm. The the whole thing just feels so tragic. And yet it's such a great song. I think it just really does. Like you said, capture that British soul revival sound it's worth noting it was produced this song by mark ronson who will appear later in this countdown is or later in this bracket as well um i mean it's very like poppy and um winky like this is what i often forget about amy winehouse not just how talented she was but that it wasn't like you know the net effect is tragic of course but she wasn't like it wasn't just this like penumbra existence. Like she seemed to be enjoying making the music and there yeah. was some wit to it. And I think it's easy to forget that. And I always do. But that said, if they had nominated, um, you know, I'm no good or Valerie. <laughs> yes, that w- Those would have been good choices too. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, anyway, so the listeners also did move the song forward. So your <laughs> prediction so far is coming oh, true. No. That's All two right. fours. Okay. So far. Here we go. Um, Next up, I did pull a clip from this because I I might be wrong, but I suspect we won't be hearing it again. Uh, And I thought that maybe please read the letter by uh, 
Robert Plant and Alison Krauss was like a fake song. But now I know for a fact that it exists. And in fact, I believe it's our patron and listener, Dawn, who said that it's one of her favorite songs of the decade. So, you know, hmm. good on you. Now, please read the letter originally appeared on an album called Walking into Clarksdale that was recorded in the late 90s by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, late of Led Zeppelin. But they re- uh, Robert Plant revisited the song when he recorded it with Alison Krauss on an album that they made together called Raising Sand, which means that at long last, Sarah, we have our opportunity to talk about Alison Krauss in an official way on this show. Longtime <laughs> listeners will note that we've asked her to cover every song in existence, but finally she's here with her own material. Yeah, which is sort of a cover, but that's fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll just politely ignore that. And um, this album also won Album of the Year, Raising Sand won Album of the Year this year, because again, it's somebody who was in Led Zeppelin. So it's like... This is yet another example of the Grammys awarding someone decades past their prime and making themselves feel cool about it. The difference being that Please Read the Letter wasn't even a hit, nor really was the album Raising Sand until it won a Grammy. So they just were like, no, we stubbornly refuse to think about anything else. But before we go forward, here is a clip from Please Read the Letter. Please read the letter. I nailed it to your door. It's crazy how it all turned out We needed so much more Once I put beside the well of many words I love this album. I bought it the minute it came out. Um, this was like peak... Um, old rock dinosaurs pair up with country ladies era. And I was like, I don't know if this one's going to work. Um, and sometimes this album doesn't work. Um, but that's kind of when I love it the most. Uh, these two voices and their histories um, in conversation with each other on like two levels uh, really, like, it really works for me. I, I'm sort of, like, editorially thrilled by it. Um, and then this song, I mean, this song is not a perfect song. It's a little too long, and, you know, they could cut off the last part. But the, the bridge, um, this, like, uh, this fiddle and the way it's it's sort of speaking to that very Led Zeppelin drum line that we heard just heard in the clip, um is just very cool to me. I think it, I think that alchemy works for reasons that I am not um, educated enough in the maths of music theory to, to really explain um, to you. Uh, And, you know, like, is this a little too Jimmy pagey? Yes. Does this drag on a little? Sure. Is it waving through with me? Yes, it is. Two points. Well, one of the reasons I like this show is I just never can predict how things are going to work out. Um, yeah, it's not in my top half. I, I do actually like this song. It is obviously also just so well made. It just yes. sounds it sounds expensive. Yeah, it does. It really does. Like you can afford the best recording equipment in the world if you're Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's just, you know, yeah, it's just... Let me put it this way. I really, really, really love a lot of the songs in this bracket, and I like this one. So that Mm. means it wasn't going to make it through. Okay. Just worth noting, other nominees this year, Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis, a song I like. 
chasing pavements by Adele. Well, she's more than represented, so it's mm-hmm. fine that she didn't get here. Paper Planes by M.I.A., a wild, wild song that's <laughs> I'm impressed even got nominated. And Viva La Vida by Coldplay, a song that I like quite a bit. Yeah, I feel like that should have won and past Grammys voters would have would have given it to Coldplay or to Adele, who has that like throwback sound. But a bunch of hipsters must have invaded. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the only I mean, that was like hipster nip. That, totally. That Plant Krause album. Anyway, good. Good for them, and uh, we wish them well on their journey, but they're not coming along with us, I guess. What did the listeners do? They uh, also did not put this song in their top yeah, I had eight. A feeling. All but right. you know what? We have to believe it. I, there's a song coming up that I'm almost certain is only going to be voted on by me, so, you know, we do what we can. Um, now, we do have a clip of our next track, which is Use Somebody by the band Kings of Leon. This is really their only true breakthrough mainstream hit obviously other songs from this album like sex on fire were popular but use somebody is the one that reached the top 10 of the hot 100 it had that glee cover version we're right in the thick of songs that were all covered on glee at this Mm -hmm. point um so it was the winner it beat halo by beyonce i got a feeling by the black eyed peas poker face by lady gaga and you belong with me by taylor swift now was it the right choice? Well, we'll talk about that. But first, here's a clip. I've been roaming around, always looking down at all I see. Painted faces fill the places I can't reach. You know that I can use somebody. You know that I can use somebody. Sarah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Um, th- I mean, that's mean, but this was dead last for me in this set of songs. Like, I just could not get a like handhold on it. And it, it just sounds like someone, it just sounds like a dare. Like, do a um do a song they're gonna play over that montage at the end of an episode of Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Like it literally <laughs> sounds like that theme song. To the point where I Googled to make sure it wasn't. And it wasn't, as far as I know. I just I and Kings of Leon have had songs that I liked. Um, especially like earlier before they were really kind of anyone i feel like they used to open for people that i used to go to see and so like i had i had their like eps back in the day or like they used to show up in a uh, friend of the podcast mike dunn's shows of note all the time and um like i don't dislike the band i don't dislike this song it just felt like someone dared them to write an indie song from 2009 and that's what this was and that it beat poker face is just sad to me. I don't, but I like, it sounds like I care and I don't let's talk about something else. No points. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like poker face was just the right choice and I don't know how it, (laughs) Like I don't know I, how it got Grammyed. Yeah, I don't either. There's there's something about you, somebody. I don't hate this song either, and I listened to this album quite a bit when it came out. Um, and you know the the 
there's a do you remember the song this is me from the movie the greatest showman mm-hmm. doesn't it seem like this is the song that inspired this is me with that like whoa this like that chorus of people saying all that i've always felt like this is me is just you somebody with even less inventive lyrics yeah (laughs) yeah but anyway um but that's all i've got to say i i anticipate that this is the kind of song that will be getting played in the old folks home when i wind up there sooner than you'd think Mm -hmm. and uh Okay, um, but yeah, yeah that's uh, it, nobody moved it forward, so that's zero points for. Okay, so at least Kings we have some non fours. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a this is just a zero. No um, sixes okay, yet, though, right? Not yet. Oh, uh oh. So next we have not need happening you... with this piece of shit. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> next we have need you now, which oh. was uh, which reached number. Two on the Hot 100. It was a massive country radio hit. It was a massive pop crossover hit. I remember very clearly at the time I predicted even before the Grammy nominations had been announced that this song would win record and song of the year. And it did. I think it's one of the best awards predictions I've ever made. This is uh, by Lady A, although at the time they were called Lady Antebellum. And uh, this is a clip from Need You Now. ever cross your mind for me it happens all the time it's a quarter after one i'm all alone and i need you now said i wouldn't call but i lost all control and i need you Sarah, you should probably start. I think that we have a, a clue as to your feelings. Um, I could not have less use for this song. Like, I'm not angry at it, but I, I don't have anything to say, really. Like, when you look at the other nominees, and how many times the Speezingtons were nominated as producers, <laughs> not just this year either, but they had two tracks in the mix here uh nothing on you by bob featuring bruno mars who is all over the shop for the rest of this bracket and um on fuck you by CeeLo green which should have won but of course was never going to because what happened here is that you had a bunch of hip-hop and a bunch of um like advanced mixing techniques that made um, the Lou Wasserman Manke voters feel uncomfortable. Yep. So they went with this um, modular, by numbers, um, performatively southern, like wine magnolias in bed by nine, tank top wearing outfit. Like the, these are not bad musicians. Like this is not a bad song. I just. It has no terrain, no features, no pores, not interesting. And I, the only reason that it won is because it was not interesting. Yep, I think you're exactly right. This is the most banal of the five choices. Mm -hmm. Empire State of Mind with Jay-Z and Alicia Keys and Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna being the other choices. Mm -hmm. It's possible that the contingent of voters who like 
R&B and hip hop split their votes among these other four songs. And uh, then that left only Need You Now as the consensus pick for everyone who feels uncomfortable around those genres. Right. You are absolutely right that Fuck You by CeeLo Green should have won. I can remember the first time I heard Fuck You. We've talked about this song before, but I'll say yes. it again. I, I was like, fuck this song. I like ran across the office with the place where I was working and forced a coworker to listen to it right away because I was like, this song is great. Yeah. Um, the first time I heard it, I made my sister-in-law play it for me again. And like my infant nephew is like bouncing along, gnawing on his fist and singing along to not the PG radio version. Good times. Yeah. Called forget you euphemistically. Mm-hmm. Now, Sarah, all of those things are true. However, oh, no. I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is everything that you just described, but I have such a, I'm such a sucker for a well-constructed country song. I just am. And I wouldn't have voted for it out of this group, but I also love it. And I'm not sorry that it won. I am as I was with, uh, as you were with, please read the letter. So am I with need you now because Uh, the listeners did not move it forward, but I did because I think it's really good. And I really like a lot of lady A's, music i think that they have at least 10 great songs and i'm not gonna sit here and try to tell you that they are urgent or interesting they are the sound of vanilla pudding i just it's 21st century shania and look i although i would say shania twain actually has more personality than they do they're more like (laughs) ann murray they're like 21st century ann murray and not and dave's dog (laughs) oh so anyway two points from me and those are the only two points that Lady A shall be receiving for Need You Now. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Well, and they got their clip in and now we've talked about yes. it. And That's why I pulled that clip because I knew that it wasn't going to come back. So yeah. I was like, well, play it while you can. Um, now, next we have the second appearance as a nominee, first appearance as a winner for Adele. Um You might remember, if you were a sentient creature who was paying the slightest bit of attention to pop music around this time, that her album 21 was something of a blockbuster. (laughs) Perhaps you noticed it was deemed the record that was saving the industry. It sold 12 million copies in an era when no one bought albums anymore. It is the least shocking victor for uh, record of the year for this year that anyone could have imagined. Much like when I Will Always Love You happened, they may as well have just nominated the sound of farts over a xylophone. because <laughs> <laughs> That's about as much chance as any other song had of winning. Um, I did not clip. And that's ro- why I lost the Grammy. <laughs> God damn you, Adele. I worked on those farts really hard. You did. You really, you like, you ate, you ate all that bean dip. Um, so much cabbage, motherfucker. Where is my parade, <laughs> truly? I did not clip uh, Rolling in the Deep because I suspect we'll be hearing it again in future rounds. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I will say this, Sarah. I'm going to save some of my Adele thoughts for the next time that we're about to talk about her. But for me, this song is spectacular. It is so weird. It is structurally very strange. The lyrics are spiky and 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 idiosyncratic. The phrase "rolling in the deep" is idiosyncratic and weird. Um, it's you could it, it just there's a lot about this song that I love. I love the build. I love the acoustic guitar that sounds so insistent that gives way to the rolling drums. I love her vocal. I think that this is the 
really the peak of Adele in, in this song. I mean, she has other great songs too, but for me, this is the one that stands out as being so distinct and so nobody else could have recorded this song, which you cannot say about a lot of her other songs. So for me, this is an absolute correct choice. I mean, not least because the bullshit firework by Katy Perry (laughs) was one of the nominees. I'm so glad you brought that up because in my notes, it was like, whatever else you could say about this. And I could say a fair bit. I too will save it, but it moves on for me as well. And um, it just has such a good ear for its own arc. She has such a good ear for storytelling intra her own songs. This isn't even my highest ranked Adele song in this part of the bracket. And um, she, but she does it without it feeling studied or overbuilt or like she's just gliding along on top of the song and belting, which uh, like that happens a lot. And yeah, I get it. Like sometimes it's like, well, I, you know, this is the assignment, but she almost never does that. Like if she's belting, there is story, like there's plot happening. Um, but yeah, this was through no problem. No question for me. I mean, the other nominee is to Grenade by Bruno Mars, which is fine, but not his best. The Cave mm-hmm. by Mumford and Sons, another solid song. And then Holocene by Bon Iver, which is like 14 minutes of just chanting into a vocoder i i don't understand how it got nominated so I don't either. rolling in the deep now this is our first straight six of the yay episode couldn't have happened to a prettier lady hey that's true and unsurprisingly she won album of the year for 21 um and in everyone in the industry was just so grateful that this album existed and this album is fantastic so you know there's also it's not like it was some piece of crap that everyone was excited about it's a great right. album um, Sarah, next we have the song Somebody That I Used to Know by Gauthier featuring, featuring Kimbra. Do, we do, talked about this do, in our do, album. That's <laughs> the very one. You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. We it's talked so good. About, I love it still. <laughs> we talked about this song in our episode where we um, ranked argumentative duets. And mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear you say that you love it still, Sarah, because so do I. I just was impressed all over again at Kimbra's entrance into the song and how quickly she takes control of the, uh, no, like she's just so, she sort of starts out timid and then loses it like four bars later. And it's like, you're such an ass. I just love it. And it's fun to listen to. And even after she's come in, you sympathize with the, with the first part of the duet and it's just like it's it's really well done and the fact that the grammys were like yeah that's cool and gave it record of the year and it's it's, over taylor swift like taking their lives in their hands okay (laughs) like i i mean hashtag broken clock i guess but it does feel like finally someone in a you know (laughs) someone with some spandex in their jeans (laughs) (laughs) started voting it's it's just a really it's an impress and it's an impressive slate of nominees in terms of like getting getting what people are really listening to in 2012 yeah i this is this is really is a great group and the fact that the coolest song won is kind of astonishing because it is you know you talk about rolling in the deep even more so this song could only be made by these artists it just doesn't sound like anything else like the, yeah. the, the 
the delayed entrance of Kimber's part, the fact that the you get like ninety, you get two complete verses that are really long before you get to the chorus. The music video is so great. Uh, mm-hmm. this, it's just like one of those rare moments where something really, really great. Just everybody agreed on it. Uh, the the chart facts about this song, sir, are actually kind of astonishing. It was the it was number one for seven weeks. Billboard declared it the number one song of all of 2012 in terms of its chart performance. It sold seven million digital copies in the United States wow. alone. The music video has been viewed over a billion times. It's it has really been fun. It has been streamed on Spotify over a billion times. Most of these like blockbuster songs are not this weird. And I'm just like, you know what, world, we got it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did. This is like the inverse of Don't Worry, Be Happy, where it's like, <laughs> like also weird, also, you know, art of a sort, but like in that 80s way that you're like oh god this is like the super bowl shuffle and we'll never fucking be rid of it but this is different i yeah it was a pleasure to listen to this yet again so yeah good times i could also watch kimber do that shoulder roll on that music video a thousand times a day oh my god best um what the what the listeners do with it well this is another straight six i'm happy to yes Uh, good job everybody agreed so um uh, and I wouldn't get you hung up on somebody that you yet to know. Except we all know this song. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't have your friends collect your records. Except actually Please. do. Team Kim. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need indeed well that brings us next to i would say the most recent iteration of the grammys rewarding the oldsters because Mm -hmm. the grammy for record of the year in 2014 went to get lucky by daft punk who were veterans at this point Mm -hmm. featuring pharrell williams a veteran and niall rogers who was a super veteran so it took them until 2014 to finally give a disco record record of the year with Get Lucky. 2014, Sarah, is when disco mm. finally existed as far as the Grammys were concerned. Yeah. Um that was my that was my issue with this. Like I I mean, I like disco. Um I like uh Le Chic, which um that was Nile Rogers's jam. Le Freak by Chic. Oh right, Chic. I always do that. <laughs> It's like calling the things that you put in your ears to listen to music <laughs> airbuds. I I just can't not do it. There there's just too many cooks here and the result to me, like I know that we bang on about um the darkness on the dance floor um inherent in disco and why 
I think that means it's still compelling um, because there's this like, I don't know, nihilistic, um, let's, you know, dance until we die. Speaking of Katy Perry. Um, but like th- this just feels a little sanitized and safe. And like it's, um, again, the Grammys being like, this is the um, n- no drugs, no sexually transmitted infections version of something that we feel that we can give the award to and not be like implicated in in an epidemic or need to state that we're allies of anything like <laughs> you know right. these are professional gentlemen of color here is your award how do you do fellow musicians like ugh, okay. all right i mean again i don't dislike the song it was towards the top of my bottom half but still still not going through for me because i just think it's a little safe i'm glad i didn't have to listen to blurred lines for the gazillionth time for this but i also kind of feel like royals should have won and i'm not gonna be mad about it but eh, get lucky is just like um good show i guess yeah everyone gets a raise not for me no points Royals also should have won in my estimation and it did win song of the year that year, but it should have mm. also won for record of the year. Um, the other nominees, as you mentioned, blurred lines by Robin Thicke, T I and the quite popular at this period Pharrell Williams, mm-hmm. uh, locked out of heaven by Bruno Mars, because he's also one of the producers in the Smeezington. So you literally cannot keep him out of this category. Oh <laughs> and, um, radioactive by your favorite generic band in mine, imagine dragons. Mm. Um, but yeah, I also, this is number 10 on my personal yeah. countdown. Like, it's fine. It's a good song, but it's like you said, I think it's a little safe. And it's, it, it is, I also just think that there's nothing in this song that sounds fresh. It just sounds like a good imitation of a song that Sheik would have made in 1979. Yeah, or it's like, it's a nice collage, but I don't think that's what Record of the Year is supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like Whereas, create a category for that, and I actually would be fascinated when listened to every single one of the long list nominees because that's an interesting idea to me. But we're not here for pastiche, right? Exactly. Well, except the listeners were because oh. they did put it in their top eight, uh, which oh, means that there's it a gets, cheese standing alone. Hey, buddy. It, it gets us. two. It gets two points overall. So we've all got our own thing. <laughs> we've all, all got our own cheese. That's right. Um, yeah. So no points for me either. It's two points total for this song that, again, I wasn't mad to have heard it. But, you know, the the song Royals just is exciting still. It's still like hard to grasp in a way everything that's happening there. That song is so cool. Anyway. Yeah. And like I want good things to happen to Nile Rodgers, but maybe not this exact thing. Well, right? and also in their classic way, they also gave this Daft Punk album album of the year. And it's like, <laughs> calm the fuck down, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, so next, in terms of someone who has just dominated awards, whether or not they deserved it, it is <clears throat> Sam Smith, mm. winner of Record of the Year for Stay With Me. Sam Smith currently, uh, by the way, uses they, them pronouns in case yes. you do not know. But uh, Sam Smith recently had their first number one hit with the very, very weird song 
Unholy, featuring Kim Petras, performed beautifully on Saturday Night Live, I have to say, the day after, the day before we recorded this. It was a great performance. So Sam Smith's work has gone into a really weird new direction recently, which is probably good, because for a long time, Sarah, Sam Smith specialized in mopey, sad, whiny <laughs> songs. And I'm not ma- I actually listened to the album In the Lonely Hour that features this song quite a bit. I am not mad at Sam Smith. I think that Sam Smith is a wonderful singer. And there is actually sometimes in my life a very clear space for sad, sort of tragic sounding, woe is me, R&B inflected pop music. And sometimes stay with me is just the tonic. But this is not in my top eight. I just think it's a little too slight as a song to really be a contender against, for instance, somebody they used to know, which was my number one in this whole bracket. So Stay With Me did not make it to my top 10, and it did not make it to the um, top eight, nor did it make it to the top eight for the listeners. Um, It's me, the oh, cheese. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's me, the cheese, who uh, parked this at number four. Um, I, I did not care to reward the parenthetical dark child version because dear sam smith please i'm sort of the same as you are with sam smith sometimes their um inchoate whale is just the thing and other times it's like oh my god just get get a handle please but <laughs> maybe handle. just maybe just get some dignity and don't be so sad about every boy who has ever done you wrong well yeah with that with that said i think in his acceptance speech for this they thanked, excuse me, their acceptance speech for this. They thanked a boy who dumped them because the song was about that. And <laughs> they're like, thanks for getting me a Grammy. <laughs> Which, I mean, pretty good, pretty good. Rude, love it. Um, this is exactly what I would do in all of my awards that I'm never winning speeches. It's like, thank you, ex girl who was super mean to me for like three years because um, you powered everything that I do. By being hateful. Um, I just, maybe it was just the mood I was in listening to it when I was prepping the episode, but I don't think I've ever heard such a perfect, flawless, platonic exemplar of the strength that is inherent in making yourself vulnerable about your pain. Huh. And I love, very well said. They do that it's a concept that we talk about a lot on this podcast along with authenticity and uh, while their um sodden oeuvre is is perhaps in need of a little leavening um i and i don't disagree that this is maybe a little slight but i think they're they just occupy this particular short story um fully and with such um sad resolution and i respect that and uh so yeah number four for me overall um but it's um it's in vain uh i don't believe it is staying with us this song but you've talked me into you've talked me back around on this song because it is (laughs) it is good it's good it's a good song and now i feel like i should go re-listen to this album because i remember i really liked this album when it first came out so i should give it another chance i also really do like unholy i just am so and i'm pleasantly surprised that it's by sam smith like sam smith veering hard to the left when uh, everyone expected them to stay maybe in this lane forever is pretty cool i will say though that for this group of nominees 
which includes All About That Bass by Megan Trainer, mm-hmm. Fancy by Iggy Azalea and Charlie XEX, mm-hmm. Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. I would have voted for the fifth nominee, which is Chandelier by Sia. I just love that song. Um, I think I would have voted for Fancy. I mean, also this, good. this bracket is weird, too, because it's like some of these songs, I love them, um, but I don't think they should have won. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, I mean, every song in that every song in that slate is a good song. I like I like all of them to one degree mm. or another. OK, now, Sarah, uh, that's two points total for Sam Smith. <laughs> Next, we come to a song that we do not have a clip for because I assumed maybe I was wrong that it was going to breeze through to the next round. That song is Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson, who you might remember produced Rehab and appearing for the first of three million times in the winner circle, Bruno (laughs) Mars. Sarah, Mm -hmm. am I correct that you and I, I just guessed that you would like this song as much as I do. Am I right? It's my number one in the whole section. Yes! I I mean, it is, first of all, flawless, hashtag old lady walk joint. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold, is one of the best, densest lines in history. Um, Chuck's on with St. Laurent, my people. <laughs> this, I mean, also, it's kind of rad to me that this Grammy had to be custodially shared amongst like three dozen people. But (laughs) this is not too many cooks. This is like all the cooks in the cauldron like it's a hot tub, just drinking (laughs) pink Veuve Clicquot and bugging out. And they're just like so happy that they're good at what they do. Uh, This is the this is like the peak of bruno mars craft and we're gonna be hearing it you know it just keeps coming back to the grammys sometimes it wins when it shouldn't this is really like the great this is one of the great songs of the decade i would say um it's full of joy it's full of swag it's fun to listen to i'm still finding little lines in it that little whistle before he yells, Julio, get the stretch, just <laughs> fills my, it's just on my little, um, my heart's little cabinet of curiosities of song. Um, I just think it's a wonderful song. Uh, and the competition this year was not for me, but I will say that this is the awards that I was watching in that bar during yes. a, the weekend performance of Can't Feel My Face. And drinking a Manhattan and being like, I think that's going to win, even though that song is a snooze ball, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I no disagreement for me. I'm not sure what the listeners decided to do, but I hope it gets a six because it's great. Well, it sure does get a six. And I'm I think so that's happy. only right and just um, <clears throat> one of the things that Bruno Mars is so good at. And we'll have a 100 other chances to talk about this. But <laughs> Bruno, Bruno Mars is so good at mocking himself in a way that makes me have a good time. He does. Yes. He, he, he puts so many jokes into his songs that make it clear that he's not taking any of this too seriously, but it never once seems like he thinks he's above it. There, he has yeah. this knack for being fun and funny in a way that is like really enthusiastic and not cynical. And I just think like smoother than a fresh jar of Skippy 
is a song that he says in this song line is a line that he says in this song that is a yeah. such he that is such a ludicrous line that you actually have to be incredibly confident to to make that sound like swagger and he Michelle just Pfeiffer that white gold white that's gold. what I'm talking yep. about like you know exactly you know exactly what he's talking about that is like that is like a um position paper in city planning that he got into five words basically that you're like yeah. oh my god did he play the super bowl this this year was this the year that he did the super bowl halftime show i can't remember i know he's done it but i lose track of when those things happen all right you talk about other nominees some more um you defend ed sheeran somehow just kidding don't do that <laughs> no offense ed right. sheeran so so Love this year's you. other nominees <laughs> this year's other nominees did include Ed Sheeran for the song Thinking Out Loud, and he won Song of the Year for Thinking Out Loud that year, so he's fine. Um, really Love by D'Angelo, a song I don't know at all. Uh, Can't Feel My Face, as Sarah mentioned, by The Weeknd, which I like. And Blank Space by Taylor Swift, which was number one for seven weeks. And uh, Taylor Swift has won Album of the Year three times, but has never won Record or Song of the Year. So interesting. That's baffling. Um, update 2014. It's been that long. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, anyway. Bruno Bruno Mars is, I think, a he is as overloaded with Grammys as anyone in recent memory. But I don't feel anger about that because he's just great. He's a consummate showman who manages to always inject wit, pleasure and professionalism into his exceptional work. And I'm here for it. Yeah, same. I'm glad he exists. Straight six. OK, now, Sarah, I. Coming up next, we have Hello, the other Adele song that has won record of the year. Um, although, as we're recording this, she is currently nominated for yet a th- fourth time in this category. Um, this song is my number eight, so it does squeak in for me to get through to the next round. But And I do like it. Like, don't get me wrong. I remember exactly where I was. I was actually in California getting ready to record my appearance on Jeopardy when I heard this song for the first time. Wow. Of all things to remember. This song is great. It has it has a great epic quality. She does, as you said, belt at just the right time. But what I find a little bit, gives me a little hesitation about this song, is that it is the signal to me of Adele becoming a banal, boring artist. I just think that her music has lost all of its personality and she is now not doing anything anymore that is in any way interesting. She is just indulging her worst impulses on this new album, especially. I just I thought I liked some songs on 30 and I really don't like any of them, I realize now, because I just think that she has leached all of the personality out of her records. And instead, she's just making this like safe, predictable schmaltz. But on a song like Hello, she has the personality and the and the chutzpah to like make something that could have been schmaltzy in someone else's hands feel really pretty exciting. So this is like the last moment when Adele when Adele was able to sort of outrun her schmaltziness. And uh, I don't think she's ever been able to do it again. Um, I mean, with maybe the exception of when we were young on this album is great, too. But I I have really lost my enthusiasm for her music. And I feel sad about that because I love the 21 album so much. But anyway, I still respect this song. It's still good. Obviously, I know every word. I've heard it a million times. Number eight for me. Getting through. Two points from me. Um, This is my number two. 
Um, okay, I we was are struck just all over again. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you that this was sort of like where she left it all on the field in terms of the art, and now it's more the commerce. Like, it's not that she doesn't still have the instrument, but, and like everything going on with sort of like her relative size and like all the sort of uh, everything around that, that like, I don't want to stick my hand in that because it's none of my business and she's beautiful either way, but I don't, I don't think those things are unrelated somehow, but this song separating all of that and taking it out of the timeline of the rest of her career. Um, the, first of all, she's up against pretty brutal competition in this year and it's still not close. Like I, did I, you know, was I happy to see stressed out again? Like, Oh, stressed out. Hey buddy. Cause we talked about that song. I forget why. Oh, years ago, actually we did a Grammys episode about this group of songs. In fact, yeah. And, and all I, I remember is that I hate the song Seven Years by Lucas Graham as much yeah. today as I did then. Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think maybe we ranked these. I don't remember. And I don't remember what I said about Hello at the time. But this chorus is like listening to it is like watching someone fall off a cliff. Like this is as sort of um, like half-assed and not as artistic as it might be now. This is an unbelievably powerful instrument and artist recreating like an electrical storm of regret and grief. Mm. And then you get to the end of the song and there's that little <gasps> like that she finally breathes. And um, if that is a sort of cynical, like performative moment, it doesn't feel like it and it doesn't land that way for me like this is an unbelievably evocative song that like, I can't always go there (laughs) with the song. And it's like, this is, this is a lot. This is watching a death basically. So, yeah, but, um, I have like, this is fucking German opera level talent brought to this pop song. And it absolutely deserved to win. And I just find it incredibly striking. Like just how much, force and how many volts are in this song um and it's wonderful two points um but i i think that if we have to clip it (laughs) going forward like maybe i should just like take my headphones off like my relationship with this song is rather intense um but it's getting the same two points that all the other uh all the other cheeses get um did the (laughs) listeners agree no well i gave it two points as well so yeah, That's okay. um, four points because the listeners did not agree. <gasps> oh, so mm. you were really right about how complicated the scoring is going to be at the end of the day <laughs> on this episode. And um, we're still only at 2018. Oh, OK. So I did make a clip of 24 Karat Magic, the next winner by Bruno Mars, um, which is produced. The credited producers go by the name shampoo press and curl but it's actually <laughs> it. it's actually the smeezingtons again so i uh-huh. you know what great bruno so before we move <laughs> forward here's a little clip of 24 karat magic from bruno mars i'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket keep up so many pretty girls around me and they're waking up the rocket keep up <laughs> Are you mad? 
fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacking. Keep up. Players only. Sarah, there are not that many artists in this great round world who could make me love them for saying waking up the rocket as a means of describing their erection. But Bruno Mars (laughs) makes me love him. Yeah. Yeah, I um, this didn't make my top eight, but I mean, I like I like it and I respect it. This did feel a little more like a. um. Not a project, but it just felt a little less joyful and a little more, uh, you know, to, um, here is your your mission. Should you choose to accept it? Break in four. Bruno Mars. Like and he do, like they do a good job with it. It just doesn't it just doesn't get into the ventricles for me um, the way that Uptown Funk and some other Bruno Mars tracks do. But yep. I don't dislike well, it. I mean, this is that this is this section of the bracket that it's like, you know, you got to pick eight. So this is you, you you hit the nail on the head. I also think this song did reach number four on the Hot 100, but it didn't reach number one. And I think that that kind of said something. I think that because this is the a little bit more labored, it has all of the mm, parts yes, that I like. That's the word I wanted. Thank you. It has all the parts that I like. I'm not mad at it, but it is just Mm -hmm. not as good. Like the album that this song is on also features finesse that we talked about his song with Cardi B. That is a better song, I think, than this. Yeah, I agree. Because it's a little bit lighter and more effervescent. So this is also not in my top eight because I could not put if I'm going to put another Bruno Mars song in here, it has to be up to the level of Uptown Funk, you know, like. If you get one song in the top eight, if you're going to come again, like Adele got in there twice because Hello is also really good. So, yeah, Bruno, I love you, but I just couldn't with this one because it's not like you're lacking for representation. This group of nominees um, was very hip hop and Latin flavored in a really interesting way. Uh, Despacito was nominated and would have gotten my vote, actually. Yeah, Um, that or... um Better Redbone, I think, for me. I mean, yes. I think this might have been a case where the Academy wanted the, like, quote, real version mm. of what they're hearing, but they're also scared of it. Yep. Um, so they go with the slicker, more expensive pastiche, um, even if it doesn't move people in one direction or another the way. I mean, not that Kendrick Lamar is like scary or whatever but like i i just think the academy sort of is is afraid to run into the arms of hip-hop sometimes so yeah they're they're always going to find some way to um some way to do it without doing it if that makes sense well and that's exactly right this is the safest possible choice out of this group Mm -hmm. of nominees because it was also Humble by Kendrick Lamar, Redbone by Childish Gambino, The Story of OJ by Jay-Z. The title <laughs> alone means they were never going to vote for that. Yeah, and, no, they're, they're And, you know, Despacito, Despacito is a straightforward pop song that's really, really good, but it's in mm-hmm. Spanish. So people were like, oh, I don't know. So yeah. Bruno Mars this year also won Song of the Year for a song called That's What I Like. And he won Album of the Year for 24 Karat Magic. So they definitely were like, OK, I feel more comfortable with him. All the votes. Mm hmm. But, you know, it's not like he's a disaster. It's still a good song. But um, 
Yeah, it's just now, like sometimes you just have to be like, uh, we we see you, Grammys, and it's not cute. Anyway. Now, the next, this was the last year that there were only five nominees. Starting with this next group, we get a supersized batch of nominations. And uh, in 2019, both both record and song of the year went to Donald Glover in his Childish Gambino persona for the song This Is America. And I did pull a clip. So here you go. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. How did this win? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Further, I'm not sure I would have voted for it because for me, the power of this song was tied to the video in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, although it is, and it, the video won a bunch of shit also. And this did, this, this isn't my top half. So it's it getting the two points for me, but oh. I'm not sure I would have voted for it over shadow, uh, shallow from Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I'm not sure I would have voted for it over, um, uh, the middle, um, the joke by Brandy Carlisle, which we've talked about was also in, in this supersized slate. Um, we've got some Cardi B and bad bunny in here. Um, but this, I feel like this one, because they voted for the right thing for the wrong reason, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that they were just like, someone told them like, it's about gun violence and Donald Glover is a generational talent across disciplines and you'd better vote for it. Or you're going to look like a real idiot, especially after that days of wine and roses debacle. <laughs> So get yourselves correct. Um, With that said, even when like this song, when the video dropped, I watched it like four times in a row. And the song is actually very um, confrontational orally to me. Like it's hard to uh, it's hard to settle in with it. It keeps changing and kind of like poking you in the chest on whatever it has in mind, um, which is the point. And I just, I think the way that Donald Glover's brain works is just, I'm so jealous, but how did the Grammys, how did the Grammys even hear of this? <laughs> like you're t- okay. Like ha- hashtag broken clock. What did you think? I could watch this music video over and over and over again. Oh my God. <clears> it's brilliant. But if it, when it's divorced from, the video, I never need to hear the song again, ever. Yeah. I yeah, am. I think I, get it. I think it's a it's like a Wagnerian Gesamtkunstwerk in which you literally need all of the pieces together for the impact yeah. to work on me. Yeah. Um, I just think that this song is the video has so much more to say and is so much more impactful for me than the song, which I just don't like. And um, that's okay. I don't have to like everything. Not everything is meant to be liked by me. So I certainly would have voted for Shallow in this category Mm. with strong nods to the joke by Brandy Carlisle, the middle by Maren Morris, Zed, and Gray, as you said. And a a healthy tip of the cap to the Cardi B song as well. I like it. But um, 
Yeah, not for me. However, it was for the listeners. So that's oh, another. Oh, no, another four. That's a, Sorry. Another, another four pointer. Um, but that's, uh, there you go. Now, I did pull a clip from 2020 winner Billie Eilish, who at this ceremony, Sarah, rivaled only Christopher Cross as being the <laughs> second person ever to win record, song, album, and new artist in a single year. It's Christopher Cross. And then it was Billie Eilish. Like I said before, if Nora Jones had written, don't know why she would have been uh, the third, but she didn't. So she wasn't. But Billie Eilish did. So she is. Um, Billie (laughs) Eilish, as we're going to also hear in a minute, won this award two years in a row, putting her in unique territory in two different ways. The Grammys cannot get enough of Billie Eilish right now. Now, whether or not we think that's warranted is up for debate. But let's do listen to a clip of Bad Guy, which was a number one single for Billie Eilish. Sarah, I I like this song well enough, but it's the only that's not entirely true. I struggle with Billie Eilish. Some of her songs I like. I like the song Therefore I Am. I like the song uh, Happier Than Ever, mostly. But I feel like that this song, Bad Guy, epitomizes a lot of her music for me, which is that there are two or three good ideas, and then they take up maybe 13% of the song, and the Mm. rest of it is a bunch of self-indulgent canoodling that maybe I'm just too old for. I don't know. But you know, I, I recently finished a book called This Is What It Sounds Like by Susan Rogers, who is a record producer and engineer who's also a neuroscientist. And she writes beautifully about the reasons that we like the songs we liked and how they impact our brain. And she said that this song, she pointed out this song as being quite novel, but its novelty is about the way that Billie Eilish seems to hug the microphone and whisper into the ear. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about years ago when we talked about a Bjork song from that album, her first, from debut where she like closes the a closet door and whispers to you. Yeah. And she goes, in, yeah. And like, it's like telling you a secret during the song. Yeah. Yeah. And that is really exciting to me. And I just feel like that. Billie I think it's a, uh, it's there's more to life than this. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. So that is insane and exciting to me to listen to. And I think that Billie Eilish is just maybe going to get there or not. But for me, this is just not quite up to that level. I like it well enough, but I also am frustrated that the last minute of the song just sort of devolves into nothing. Mm, I, I yeah. don't know. I just, I, it's just not, it's for me, but it isn't for me. It, and, and a lot of her songs just aren't for me at all. But this one is a little bit havesies. That being said, I did not move it through. I just don't like it enough uh, compared to the other songs on the list. That's where I was with it too. Um, I am I'm sort of like entertained by her existence. Um, I think her engineer is her brother, right? Yes. Phineas. Phineas. Um, so that's like sort of fun. Just like, you know, the kids fucking around in the back of the minivan on a long trip. Like, let, you know, let's put on a show. Um, I don't hate this either, but uh, your assertion that it's like, it's t- five pounds of ideas in a 10 pound <laughs> box is, is about it. Um, and there is a certain youngness to it that there's like this willingness to just like sort of mess around and see what different things sound like and how different, um, like 
sound effects have different emotional effects, but not, I'm not sure like everything they're trying is felt like this is not, uh, this is sort of abstract art that I don't necessarily respond to. Like sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. And this is my thing with, with Billie Eilish that it's like, sometimes this is like annoying to listen to. And if you're not standing emotionally behind that for some reason, then I, I struggle to care. Um, this is not terrible. I don't dislike it, but this one is not moving on for me. No. And, but the listeners uh, liked it enough to put it in their top eight. So it does get two points. Okay. And you know, praise and bless. I agree with you. What you said is so true that there's a sense of young, creative, gifted people trying shit out and yeah. enjoying themselves. But there, it, it lacks that sense of um, connectedness that makes me care about it. I, I'm not sure that they believe in it. They're 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 having fun making it, but I'm not sure if they mm-hmm. believe it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Agree. It, it, it's what Susan Rogers would describe as the authentic the authenticity paradigm. And it doesn't quite cross my threshold for authenticity. Everybody has a different threshold. Nobody is wrong to disagree with me, but that's just how I feel. Mm. Um, next, Sarah, I have to say, is Billie Eilish's next winner, Everything I Wanted. And it is 16th for me on huh. this bracket. This song manages the double whammy of being boring and being a song in which the singer whines about how hard it is to be famous. <laughs> And those two things together are complete anathema, let alone the fact that this year they could have given the award to Savage by Megan the Stallion and Beyonce yeah. or to Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, either one of which would have been a better choice. So for mm-hmm. me, this is just a all the way around. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I agree that it shouldn't have won. Um, I also feel like this feels more sincere And like it comes from somewhere that isn't just abstract button mashing. But as a result, it sounds like Phoebe Bridgers. So I'm not surprised that you were like, that's a 19 (laughs) out of 16 from this, you know, from the Tennessee judge. But like sounding like Phoebe Bridgers to me is like, okay, I'm listening. But that said, where the fuck is Phoebe Bridgers on this nomination list for 2021? Graceland 2, hello. That song stomped the yard of all this other indie shit. And (laughs) like Bridgers actually knows how to stand at the end of a pier wearing a gray sweater made of fog and sing Phantom over and over. And Billie Eilish is like, that looks fun. I'll try it. And then she gets a Grammy for it. But with that said, (laughs) I I like the song. (laughs) I like, I mean, you know, Bridgers, Bridgers adjacent. I'll take it. It wasn't high on my list, but it clambered into my top eight somehow i have a feeling we're not going to be talking about it again but i could be wrong for what it's worth phoebe bridgers was nominated for best new artist this year she didn't win but she was nominated Mm. phantom phantom Phantom. um you are correct uh that was zero points from me and from the (laughs) listeners so that's two points only but um, I'm about to be the only one who gives points to our last song. So again, sure this, is, it's been a, <laughs> this has been a chaotic 
bracket. But <laughs> our last song on the list today is Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, which is, you guessed it, just another name for a project by Bruno Mars. This is Bruno Mars as in a duet with Anderson Pack, And I love this song. It was number one for a week uh, back in 2021. I think it is just, again, it's just clever. It's funny. It is absolutely a throwback to 70s soul but it is so good and it is so it's just such a great evocation of a time and it's so knowing about that evocation it has so much fun it actually says um at one point i you've got to come get with me because i've just shaved smooth like a newborn it says if you're hungry girl i've got fillets girl, i've got the lays that is like, a good line like girl the, yes yes so silk sonic I love this entire album. There's a song on there called Fly As Me, which is one of my favorite songs of 2021. I just think this is great. And it is absolutely, it's in fact my number four on my personal list, but it is not in the listener's top eight. And mathematically, I also know it's not in your top eight, but that's okay. I love it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I like, I, I look too good to be alone is like, there's some great lines in here, but this is another one where I felt like they were standing back a little bit from the engineering um, to admire it in a way that was like a little less, I felt a little put upon by the obligation to be impressed. And it is extremely impressive. Like their ear for recreating these sounds is amazing. Like that aural, like production design is flawless. It's really impressive. And I'm not like, I wouldn't have voted for this on the, from this slate, I don't think. I think I would have gone Lil Nas X from the, um, I'm sorry, checks notes, gazillion other uh, nominees. <laughs> yeah, oh my from God. 2022. It's, it's a really overwhelming number of no- uh, nominees. But I mean, this is once again, the Grammys being like, uh, panicking and being like, 70s mash. And like, okay, Bruno Mars, like Bruno Mars will save us. Mash, mashing the, you know, Silk Sonic button. And that's, that's fine. And also the vocal is really great. Like I'd like to stress that I did not dislike this song. It just didn't quite, didn't quite climb over the line. So, well, you know what? I get it. And, um, you know, at least Bruno Mars is represented here because it's not like he had, he basically had 19 songs to choose from. At least one of them got right through for all of us. Um, I, um, okay. There's a lot of cheeses standing alone in this yeah. bracket that in ways that I didn't expect. It's fascinating. All right. Whereas there was almost universal agreement in bracket three. We mm-hmm. are really divided in bracket four. So oh we boy. had three, we had three straight sixes. Those were somebody that I used to know rolling in the deep and uptown funk. Okay. So okay. those three guaranteed to go through. We had four songs that got four points rehab. Hello. This is America and not ready to make nice. So that's seven songs. No. That means we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other songs that got one vote, but they're all. Did anything goose egg? Yeah, we have two goose eggs. We have 24 karat magic and you somebody got zeros. Okay. Jesus. So there are seven songs that are going all the way through two songs that are out of contention and seven songs that we now have to choose among to get our last entry into this category, into this. All right. Well, I think that we should 
whose cheeses were st- which ones were the listeners cheese standing alone okay the listeners chose alone uh get lucky mm-hmm. bad guy okay and uh that's it because the others were leave the door open which was me need you now which was me stay with me which was you please read the letter which was you everything i wanted which was you so we should choose either get lucky or bad guy i'm inclined to say bad guy because at least it sounds newer than get lucky yeah and it seems weird to not have any eilish hold on get lucky was my number number nine yeah and for me it was 10 and bad guy was 12 and bad guy was 12 for me too but I, and yet at the same time, I just feel like bad guy is the right choice. I, th- I think, I think yeah. that get lucky is just not as interesting to talk about and will be cannon fodder in the next round. Whereas I think if bad guy goes through, then then you have some interesting choices to be made versus get lucky, which is basically a 70s song. and shouldn't even be in this bracket. <laughs> so right, totally. Well, so you know that- <clears throat> I'm comfortable adding bad guy to the to the post. That that means that Billie Eilish and Bette Midler are tied together now in an unexpected way. Oh, ancestors assemble. All right. So our final list of round four moving on and completing the round of 32 entrance is drum roll is somebody that I used to know by Gautier featuring Kimbra rolling in the deep by Adele uptown funk by Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars. Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Hello by Adele. This is America by Childish Gambino. Not Ready to Make Nice by The Chicks. And Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's a really solid group of songs. It's gonna it be, is. It's it gonna is. Be, I, think we, I think we did well. And I think our um, Thai selection, our cheese selection process um, was the had the correct outcome and um once again i'd like to remind you listeners first of all thank you um second of all go hydrate we've we've been here a while (laughs) third of all if you haven't already please come and check out what we're doing at patreon.com slash masters we really do have a lot of fun and we rely on your um not only catching our mistakes but also uh voting in future rounds and trying to break ties like this and not leave our offices um filled with cheese scattered about and and no it's one, gonna get no like that we're gonna need you because i'm gonna tell you what we've got a lot of hard choices to make as we go from 32 to 16 we've really got to make some tough calls and we're gonna need your help to do that yep we absolutely are talk to you soon bye Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Sarah D. Bunting and Mark Blankenship. That's me, and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. This podcast is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. And if you want to talk about songs, suggest a season theme, get a pop chart reading or customized playlist, or have a cocktail with us and your fellow listeners, then come on by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash where you'll find polls, happy hours, and tons of extra episodes and content. 
We're also at Talk Songs on Twitter, at Mastass Everywhere on Instagram, and Mastass.podcast on Facebook. Or just email us, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. All that contact info will be in our show notes. Scroll down. Hope we'll be talking about songs with you soon. Thanks for listening. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube